0: You are listening to the Enormo Cast.
1: So let's say you've taken the advice you've heard on the Enormo cast and played it ice climbing cool with that special climbing friend, going on trip after trip like your family, even though you've had the hots for him or her since they burned you off your proge and flips in a ratty pair of Yojimbos from the Lost and Found. Well, if the perfect ballet isn't conveying your longing, perhaps the climbing inspired jewelry and accessories of Peter Gilroy will help you put the punctuation on that date. It's not a date, it might be a date, a climbing date. At PeterWGilroy.com, you'll find jewelry, money clips, belt buckles, hats, and more, all inspired by the rock and the mountains on which your love has flourished. So please, before you resort to the lean-in or the forgotten sleeping bag or the embarrassing confessional after a 12-pack around the campfire, try a classier approach with a spectacular gift from PeterWGilroy.com. And if you crash and burn know that Peter and EnormaCast still appreciate your support, even if your partner does short-rope you to the curb. And remember, enter Enormo at checkout for a discount. But keep that part to yourself.
2: We gotta get Listen, uh, uh, where are you playing in are, are
0: you playing here? We're doing the uh, Enormo Dome, whatever it is. It's terrific. Oh, it's yeah, that big place of town. That That's a big nice. place. You sold, sold it
1: out. I'll say, you really should. Run
2: what the hell are you doing? Couldn't sleep. I'm checking the ropes. There was a freight end on your rope, and I'm
0: cutting
3: it out.
2: Good weather, bad weather. Now or later, anytime, anytime.
0: Today's show is brought to you by Black Diamond Equipment, with support from Maxim Ropes.
1: And the fine folks at La Sportiva. And don't forget our charter sponsor, Bonfire Coffee. Go to bonfirecoffee.com and enter Enorma at checkout for a discount on great coffee and to support the Enorma cast.
0: And now back to the show. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to the Enorma cast This is your host, Chris Kalous. It is January 2nd, about 9.30 here in the Colorado mountains. Yes, it's 2017, second day of 2017. It's sure to be a great year, but many people have been talking about how bad 2016 was. And sure, some shit went down that I'm not so happy about, but you know what? The Enormal baby was born in 2016. So, If you keep harping about how bad 2016 was, I will come to your house and I will fight you, all right? Uh, Today's show is a little different, a little special thing happening here on today's show, which I'll get to in just a second. I want to really quickly remind you, I mentioned on the last show, but I'm going to be uh, headed up to the Cody Ice Festival up there in Cody, Wyoming on the 10th through the 12th of February and going to be presenting up there, hanging around, climbing some ice So uh, if you're interested in that sort of thing and you live striking distance from Cody, Wyoming, check it out. CodyIceFest.com is where the information is. And I have top roped some ice in the last couple of years. So this is not exactly like a totally unheard of experience anymore. But of course, the weather was so good in Uray that, you know, we were drinking Razzaritas while climbing ice. So this may be a true test. We'll see what happens up there in Cody, but come check it out. Today's episode is a little bit unprecedented. Well, actually, it's very unprecedented. What we have today is an interview that Chris Odub Hampton did with Miguel Ventura and Dario, his son. That's Miguel of Miguel's Pizza in the red. And this will be the first time there's ever been a guest host on the EnormaCast in five years. Why did I do this? Well, Chris got in touch with me and though he posted this already on his podcast, the Power Company Podcast at powercompanyclimbing.com, his website, he thought it was very Enormocast-ish compared to the stuff he puts out over at that podcast, which is generally more about training, nutrition, things like that that go along with his training programs that he has over at his website. And so he thought maybe I should simulcast it, if you will, put it out as an Enormocast. And of course you know, I'm lazy. I'll take it. But then when I listen to it, yeah, he does a great job. And I will always take an opportunity to hitch my wagon to this guy because he's a creative force to be reckoned with. So little bit of a crossover thing. Hopefully, we'll pick up some new listeners for him. But um, if you did hear it over there already because you listened to both, well, I do apologize. And you'll have to wait for the next one. But yeah, the cool thing is that Chris and I have grown to be friends, actually, since he was on the Norma cast quite a few years ago now. Uh, we had only met just then. And uh, since then, we've climbed together, hung out. And some people out there accuse us of being the same person. Similar first names in a certain light. We kind of look like one another. We're climbers of a certain age and have actually kind of a similar background, having both started as tradsters and become much more all-around, although in the end, Chris could crush me in his grip like papier-mâché. Okay, let's get to it. An interview by Chris Hampton of, of Miguel and Dario Ventura
3: you don't need a costume to be a person you just need, just need to be yourself yeah so i threw that outfit out and i became who i am today <laughs> a pizza man power power this time the bill power this time down this
1: time the bill power this time down yeah or your dress level oh <laughs>
3: So that's I think the, the the tourism is definitely um, uh, they're coming out more and more, so yeah, it was, the volume was way bigger. Yeah, well,
0: yeah, I did see a lot more tourists here this year. That was kind of surprising, but it's good because they're here mostly during the day, and then
3: yeah, yeah, you
0: know, they're we, out of here by the time the climbers are in. Yeah, Before yeah, or the climbers run them out. One of the two.
3: Yeah, well, the clim- that's like right now it kind of feels like the old days when you, you know you fed the climbers in the morning and then they would come in at night during the day you just kind of laid yep. out in the sun for a couple of hours. Yeah, <laughs> totally.
0: So I think it's kind of fitting that we're sitting down here in the gear store right now, like because this is kind of a new addition, and you've done such an amazing job of growing this thing from its small beginnings into this you know world known mecca that it's become so
3: well I, I mean let's get it straight i haven't done anything like that i mean i was available <laughs> for you guys uh so i the way I lo- i've always looked at it is that you know i was here and you guys showed up and i kind of made you uh made a place for you guys to hang out yeah but i have nothing to do with it besides providing a space i think the guys that Martin and, uh, Porter and, uh, you know, all those guys that were, you know, had the vision of developing the yeah, climbing, sure. you know, those are, I mean, I just provided a space and I'm, i I enjoyed it. I was good. It's yeah, good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, I think you're being a little too humble in that respect <laughs> because frankly, you know, this could have just been another backwoods, middle yeah. of nowhere climbing area. But you've provided this spot for yeah. all these people to congregate and have a base. And, you know, everywhere I go climbing, there there are Miguel's T-shirts and right. Miguel's stickers. And everybody's been here and knows this place. So let's go. Let's, like, rewind well, all the let, way let back. Me, let, yeah, yeah, do it.
3: Talking about that, it was like <clears throat> when I was hanging out at the pizza shop and uh, Daria was in diapers behind the counter, yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> And Martin showed up, you know, and they started hanging out. Martin Hackleworth, I yeah. don't know if you remember him. Yep, totally. And he would show up with some of his friends with their tights and, yeah. and have ice cream. <laughs> and they would come, you know, a few times, uh, after a few weekends, he pr- uh, approached me and said, listen, we, we really like the, the spirit of this place. And we would you want to open up? You know, we could uh, teach you how to rock climb and you could sell the gear for us. Yeah. But that's what really started that. It's like the, they saw the spirit of the place. That's what anything um, uh, is successful is about the spirit of the place. Totally, totally. So th- that's what started it. Yep. And, uh, but Martin had uh the awareness of that. Yeah. He helped so you I give see how him some credit, it. you know, because yeah. he had the spirit of saying, Yeah, this place is cool. Let's, they're cool people. Let's do something here, you know. Yeah. Because I didn't even know what climbing was before then. I mean, I was totally naive of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, you're right. That's super important. And I think that spirit kind of started way back in the beginning because you were an artist early right. on. Like you came over, you came to the U.S. from Portugal and when you were six, is that Seven, right? yeah. Six or seven? What yeah. year was that?
3: Yeah, that was in 1959.
0: Okay. And then how early did you pick up art?
3: Oh, I I think it was that uh, I didn't speak any English, so the teacher just gave me some crayons. Oh, yeah. And put me in the back of the <laughs> class. <laughs> he doesn't know how to speak a word, so he just put me back there, and I started doodling. And then, um, uh, you know, they would give me like... Uh, assignments like to decorate the wall or something. Yeah. And uh, I started out with that and it just something that uh, art just gave me an escape mm-hmm. because coming from a village where you had nobody there, uh, I mean, we didn't have anything. I mean, basically. Um, so it just gave me, um, I don't know, just like a direction. and, and Sure. Uh, and coming to the United States where I didn't know anything um, um living in an environment that um, was kind of uh terrifying because here we have a village that you you're, it's healthy looking there's you're out in the woods and you come to a concrete jungle yeah and so uh art was an escape from that for yeah me. And, and you we were in Connecticut is that Connecticut. right Connecticut we we yeah. ended up in a, in a ghetto there that was yeah. pretty intense <laughs> grew yeah. up with that until I was uh 16 and was able to uh have a vehicle to get out of there
0: yeah And from there did you go to california is that uh, right not
3: right away i went to rhode island traveled okay. around and you were
0: going to go to the rhode island institute of art yeah but didn't have couldn't, couldn't afford, afford it. it yeah yeah
3: but uh it was the rhode island school of design okay i got accepted at that but um, yeah and so, then
0: when you moved out to california what what was out there why'd you go well
3: there? i was just doing artwork trying right. to uh, be trying a printmaker. life Living the the bohemian artistic life.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean you you fell right back into that bohemian lifestyle here, which is pretty well, interesting.
3: I, I I think the climbers all have that in them. Yeah. They're in a way they're artists themselves. but yeah, um, totally. And bohemian on top of that. But um, yeah, um, what brought you here to Kentucky? Well, Kentucky was like um, I had I was in Rhode Island and I met. Neville Pole you know, okay. I met him, and uh we got uh we were asked to take some artwork out west in a big semi truck, yeah, and that we were paid to do this, and sure. so we made a big trip out of it, yeah, went across country up northern uh California, and came down to san diego but uh and that my life then started out there in the art world, that's where I really focused on it, yeah. But um, yeah, art's always been part of my um, uh, escape, kind of like climbers do uh, climbing to escape some of their things or whatever. But it's it's a focus. You focus and you let your emotions out, whatever you have, yeah. put it on paper yep. or whatever. I I did etching, so that was my. Thing. Yeah, I've
0: seen some. I saw one of your prints at Dario's house. Yeah, I'm gonna have was, to have a Miguel in my house someday. Someday so.
3: we we can do that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you should totally
0: start making them again and selling them to. I to still climbers. have the
3: plates in my crawl space of my house. They're stashed in a box down there. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. you should do it. You would be in high demand in this yeah, community.
3: Really. <laughs> you know, I, art to me is always uh, uh, so. I play that role of being an artist and um, and loved it. You know. But like we were talking earlier, you know, art becomes like part of your ego and you people, you go to a party and say, so what do you do? Well, I'm an artist.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: And that got to me once and uh, for, in, internally, I, I felt uncomfortable with that. So one day, for some reason, I was doodling and this doodle came out with this image that I said, wow, it just inspired me. I said, I'm everything. I'm just just not an artist, and that that's when I gave up doing art and moved away from California and came back east. And it was basically it was the drawing of this little care cartoon character lifting up like uh, a costume of an artist, and he's going in it. So he's oh yeah. Good. Can you imagine that totally image? Yep. So he's putting on that costume of an artist, right? And realizing that. You don't need a costume to be a person. Right. You just need just right. need to it was be yourself. There all
0: along. <laughs> yeah, didn't so need to you, have the outfit.
3: Yeah, so I threw that outfit out, and I became who I am today. <laughs> a pizza man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a lot more than a pizza man. But, you I mean, know. it was
3: inspiring to that you could do anything. Yeah. You could be anything. And so um, that little drawing, I still have it. I kept it. And that was the most inspiring drawing I've ever had yeah. out of all the artwork I've ever done. well
0: and I think you, I think is... you've carried that on. I mean, when you came here and bought this place, it was just a little a little shack, basically yeah it
3: was really yeah. you
0: know when I first started climbing here twenty two years ago, I remember it being just a little shack with
3: you yeah know, and almost
0: no people her. here. yeah,
3: there was nobody here it was you know? but again, you you just uh, it's like any other piece of work you start. And you stick with it, you know? yeah, and just so, like
0: just like your art teacher gave you crayons because you didn't right. know the language and you guys couldn't communicate, you didn't necessarily know the climber language no. back then, no, so you just had these crayons, and you're like
3: let's, let's paint a picture
0: let's build this thing and learn how to talk to these people through that
3: yeah that's you know? a good way to look at it yeah, that's I true. think
0: that's I think that's super, super cool let's talk about just so you know the people who are around get to know. What the history is here let 's let 's look at once you bought this place. it was called the Jotham Down right? store yeah, yeah.
3: from um, uh, some guy from Cincinnati had started that down here yeah but yeah we it was an abandoned building, uh, we just cleaned it up and started selling ice cream i mean yeah. that was the beginning of that because um, we didn 't have any way of making money and said I was driving all the way to Winchester for uh, work at a horse farm right I was raising vegetables for these uh, nice people really yeah. and um, but so we were stuck out here and we had to create something yeah
0: and did it already have a pizza oven was that
3: no there was nothing there it was a gift shop okay. originally and so um, we just uh, started Susan so let's start with ice cream and then um, after the ice cream went the climbers started hanging out eating ice cream those the the team from Cincinnati <laughs> yep, all those yeah yep guys all the, all the old traddies all the old tradies, yeah keith phelps and tom souders and tom Jeff souders Jeff Koenig, yeah. Yeah. yeah awesome people i yeah. mean they were genuine awesome people it's hard to find people like that but um yeah and uh they they wanted something to eat and that's how we then said okay well let's just peace is good <laughs> yeah and i've had a like a little background and um dealing with pizza dough and not so much pizza dough, but just bread making bread our, yeah. in our village. We ground all the flour for all the village. So we, your family did, our family did. So my grandparents were involved and uh, we had like, a a grits mill that we, cr- that my grandfather had built. Oh, cool. So, um, We ground all the flour for the whole community. Would the
0: community come there?
3: Come there, and then we would uh, negotiate, like, you know, you give us so much flour for grinding the rest, you know. And then we would also, you know, uh, bake bread, and then you could take it. My grandparents would take it to the city and sell it, and uh, they sold whatever, you know, cheese. They produced their own cheese and sold that. So I was around that as a baby, as a child. Yeah. And you're kind of repeating that
0: now on a larger scale you know this is the community place this is where everybody comes yeah Yeah. the the yeah
3: you know I only grew up around it for seven years but it was uh interesting uh, it stayed with me you know it's it's down deep somewhere (laughs) probably
0: yeah and then when did you is for it seems to me that for a long time it was still just that one little room yeah um
3: you mean for the
0: like the pizza place?
3: The pizza place, yeah, the little tiny space that we you know, and held up a pizza oven that cooked three with a piece a stick. Yeah, we stuck it up the, the window. Yeah, yep. totally. <laughs> that, that was a, that was crazy. What we got away with back here then, with an odd house, not a bathroom. Yep,
0: yep. It was, and crazy. there was, you know, there there weren't all these buildings that are here now, the pavilions yep. and the shelters and. You know, if I were, the parking lot was really small.
3: Yeah, yeah, and then they uh, and the love shack was back there. Yeah, the old love shack. Yeah, that Porter. uh Yeah, all those guys. Uh, you know, we we lived in it for a year and a half or so while we we're building our cabin, and then all the climbers took it over yeah. until they got so dangerous because they were using the <laughs> building for firewood <laughs> to keep themselves warm in there, and what I. It just got, like, so dangerous because there was nothing structurally holding it up. Yeah. It was kind of terrifying. Porter was just
0: burning his own house down to (laughs) stay warm.
3: (laughs) So, we, well, the Canadians were the the ones that were doing that more. Because all the Canadians came down after Porter put up, uh, because they knew Porter. Yep. So, he invited them all. there. There were 30 of them out here at one time, you know, living in their vans and... Then they started taking that thing apart, and one day I went in there, and I saw just one wall just had little boards. I said, this thing's going to fall on you guys. <laughs> so I put a big piece of plywood on the door and kept them out, but they still crawled in through the windows. Yeah, for sure. And then that winter I said, I'm going to, you know, I burned the, you know, we uh, had the fire department up. and
0: uh, Yeah, I think it was falling apart by the time that, that i was here he's showing up like it yeah. was on ed, its, you know ed Mac
3: was living upstairs too i don't yep, know if up, yep. yeah yeah ed's still around he's still here yeah, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's uh, quite a character
0: yeah so when porter came it kind of started to explode shortly after like nothing like it is now but no no no, still no yeah
3: pretty big well he wrote that first um the first little guide well no, before that he, he wrote the, that article rock and ice the jaws of the red or something I a shark. That. Yep. yep. It's pretty cool, a shark. And um Twinkie was like uh, uh the big one back then. Yeah. It was like the what is it, twelve something? Twelve A, yeah. That was like everybody had it come from there. It's like yeah.
0: Yeah, no place else in the world really has that kind of climbing. Oh you know? really? It's pretty unique to hear. When did you start adding on? Like,
3: well, after porters showed up, I mean, it's like uh, within you know two years, it just started. People were showing up from Europe, and uh, so it was. It got built up. So we started building more shelters, and you built the kitchen, kitchen kitchen. right? Yeah, yeah, built an addition to the kitchen, and um,
0: I think one of the crazy things people don't realize is that the basement, you know beneath
3: it was, it was a crawl space yeah yeah it was yeah we kept our stored, trash down there. yeah
0: yeah i remember and porter dug it out right
3: <laughs> you no know, it was me roger and um kenton oh me really? roger and kenton, kenton. Yeah. one winter we got down there it was all sand it's the uh, we dug all that by hand wow it was we went down four feet four feet of sand it was amazing we dug it all out one winter and then Poor, we asked Porter to come in and show us how to sh- uh, protect that you know the structure Make it structural yeah yeah the the, the foundation of how to protect and he came in while he was going by climbing he would stop in for an hour and advice give us advice on it and uh, yeah that was pretty good
0: yeah well, I think one of the hallmarks in my opinion of you know a, a good artist is that they're able to kind of ride on the front of whatever waves are happening you know and they kind of create the you know for lack of a better word the the image of what this new wave looks like you know i think that's what artists do a lot of the times and i think you were able to even though you want to be humble about it and give and (laughs) and martin deserves credit for sure yeah yeah and so do so does porter so does everyone who built it but but you were able to ride on the front of that wave and keep expanding for this community that was just exploding year after year after year and you're still doing it every time I every yeah. season I come back here yeah, there's sure. something new yep. and you've expanded to fill the needs that are about to happen
3: exactly you
0: know I think that's super important and it feels creative it feels you know you were on the front end of the first time I ever saw pizza that had more than just pepperoni, sausage, <laughs> onions, and mushrooms was, really? was here. Okay.
3: Well, that was, that was all inspired by climbers themselves. I, don't give me any credit. Like corn on the pizza, was that was uh, a creek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that was Sam. Sam Krieg said, hey, we got to <laughs> have some corn on this pizza. Okay, sure. Let's put it on there. Yeah. And I, I think, personally don't like it, but corn on the sure, pizza. <laughs> sure. But
0: so... Did you ever get into climbing yourself? I know you a little
3: bit with Martin and yeah. uh, Keith. They would take me out. I did like roadside, uh, you know, all those little sevens and eights. You know, yeah. Arachnid was. I, th- I thought that was my favorite. That was fun. Yeah. But uh, I, I never really took it up as, uh, as you know, didn't really inspire me that much climbing. Yeah. I really enjoyed the art par- more side of things. Yeah. And they gave me the same thrill. Uh, but its it was fun. I mean, I enjoyed that time of it that I did a the little bit of it and then moved on. You know, it's like uh, like yeah. anything else I've done with my life. Yeah, and you're, you're, enjoy the you're moment so connected
2: of
0: to the community here. What's what's this community give back to you if it's not climbing that you're super interested in?
3: Well, I I, I just, you know, climbers... In general, the majority of them, they're not the typical everyday, you know, uh, even though they all go to college and they want to go to college and then graduate and have a job. But the, the ones that are got into climbing, they have something more, a little spark beyond that. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for some adventure in their lives. And uh, I've always felt that way about my life. So, you know, I'm not a cookie cut thing you know yeah i like to explore and uh and i think climbers have that in them and yeah. that's what i think i enjoy about climbers you yeah know, is that adventure to be able to uh, you know create something out of nothing sometimes yeah totally like you know you, you have to have that to survive in this world if you don't have that then you're you're doomed <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and you know i think. I think this space that you've created here, like I started climbing here when I was 19 or so and and it seems like when I think back, like a lot of my formative moments happened down here. And the time that I spent, you know, reliving those moments and analyzing those moments, a lot of it happened sitting in your dining room or yeah. sleeping in your parking lot or or whatever. You know, so this place feels like I grew up here, you know, and I think a lot of people go through that.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think that's what we provide here. It gives you an opportunity to uh, take time out and to look at your life. I mean, because I did the same thing when I was in California traveling. I, you know, I, I traveled a, a lot out there, and I had a lot of moments. I would go out to the desert by myself and camp out Yeah, and look at it, look at everything we a a different, without any influence around you, just by yourself. And that's really good to have. And this place kind of gives you that, you know, like the kids can come here, young people, and work for us and uh, take time out and save a little cash to go on a trip. And that Mm -hmm. gives them a year to go and explore that like I did. I mean, I do that, you know, even though I didn't go to school after. But it's, you know, it's good to take a little break. Look at it and uh, go back into it because you got to go back into it. There's no way you can escape it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's going to happen. No matter, happen, matter how eventually. you try, <laughs> yeah,
3: you got to go back into it. Yeah. You gotta for be sure. Part of it. Otherwise, you won't be fulfilled if you're not part of it. Yep. Yeah. And you get to see
0: those kids come back year after year. Like a lot of them stay here for several years, yeah. you know, and work their summers. Even though summer might be the worst season to climb here, they're like, this place is home, That's this is where I go for the summer.
3: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah every year there's uh, more and more. And, yeah, this is their little home for a short time, not yeah. permanently. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably a
0: good thing for your sanity. Yeah, yeah, not that permanently. You, that you're not raising thousands of teenagers.
3: No, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah but, but you know what? You've done a great job with the kids you do have. You yeah. Know? Dario's amazing. Sarah's amazing. I don't know Mark nearly as well, but he seems like a cool kid every time I'm He's around him. Kid. You know, in my mind, Mark's still five. Yeah. So it's hard to see him now and be like, oh my God, I'm, how old am I?
3: Yeah, he just became 21.
0: Yeah, and you're a grandpa. Yeah. You got, you got three some children. Cool some grandkids. Yeah. It's yeah, awesome. how's that?
3: It's good. I mean, it um I enjoy their space, you know, the time with them, and um, and I think the reason that is what's inspiring me to do art again. You know, you could uh, you could uh, leave them, you know, you, money and stuff, and they could burn that up in no time. But if you leave them some artwork, that's why I want to get back into it. Yeah, to leave them some kind of art they can put up in the wall and they can remember you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after yeah. you're gone, whereas anything else, that's just gone.
0: Yeah, well, you've got this legacy, too, you know, that you've really, really fostered and built down here. And I I remember reading in an article years ago that you said that you were talking about how your kids were all into rock climbing. And you said, my son's a little too much into it. I wish he would run the business more. You know, how's how's he doing now?
3: He's doing really good. Yeah, he's really. (laughs) He's he's back here listening.
0: So, yeah, there there
3: is. He's he stepped up to the plate. He's he knows what he's doing. He know, he's very creative, like me. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it just takes time. You know, a little bit of. Um, I think it also my wife needs to give him more freedom to do it more. <laughs> yeah, That's poor Susie. Yeah, <laughs> she's not totally comfortable. Yeah. Yet.
0: She's not comfortable letting go of the reins. Yeah, the reins. So. That's tough to do. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's hard. How are you handling it? awesome you're just ready. ready to hand them over yeah you're like dario take this thing i don't yeah, want it
3: i think so i think so uh, i'm ready
0: well i think you're in a good spot you know you get to see all these kids you've essentially raised you know they've they've all grown up under your roofs <laughs> and you know and now you've got grandkids you need to enjoy and
3: yeah the I think little that's things a that uh, good
0: idea to hand it off
3: yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's at a point that it's grown enough and it's kind of maintaining itself pretty well, yeah so it's really good and uh, you know the the whole thing too is that there, Dario's always been, and mark uh we raise them in a with a spirit of um you know that we're all you know. We have like some merit, you know, and uh, all people have merit, and to yeah. treat everybody with that, you know, with a certain, t- um, uh, what's the word, uh, respect or something, you know, that we're, yeah. we all need to respect one another and stuff. And that's the way, you know, it should be. I've raised them that way, and I think they do that yeah i think
0: they do as well yeah and you know it's it's been pretty cool to watch dario so i first started climbing here he was he was pretty young yeah and it's it's really fun to watch him become (laughs) such a part of this community and a pillar in this community really i mean everybody knows who he is he's a stand-up guy in every situation and everybody respects him you know i'm i don't think i'll ever hear a bad (sighs) word about dario (laughs) because <laughs> you know, I think he's just a super good guy, and everybody realizes that. And uh, that's you know that's in no small part because of you. You know that's right. What There's, you've uh, done here and built building this community was huge for him as a kid. Yeah,
3: yeah. You have to. But one thing I've learned about all that too, there, you know, in life, there are two types of people. There are givers and there are takers. And you have to know who you want to hang out with too.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> you, doubt. You
3: really, that's yeah. so important because uh, you could yeah. run yourself down. So it's it's got to be a balance. Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to teach that into them. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's uh, really great. That's, that, that's a, one thing that has to be learned. Yeah, good. Well, <laughs> In before, this life,
0: <laughs> before we wrap this up, do you? What's your like craziest standout Miguel's story? What do, story. What do you remember happening around here that God. was the <laughs> craziest thing you remember?
3: I don't. Oh, I, there's there've been well, probably a lot, but uh, other than
0: the Spencer victory fireballs,
3: <laughs> you know, but. Well, I think I think one one. uh what was it for Thanksgiving or was it, uh, maybe it was Halloween, our first Halloween, I think. I don't know if you heard this story. There was, uh, two drag queens showed up. No. <laughs> Dressed in really hot clothes. And yeah. I really thought they were women. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, they were underneath, you remember the old basketball court? Yeah. They, they were under there and, uh, they, uh, Uh, they were like they wanted a party or something so somebody told me there's two ladies here they want a party and I said what kind of party they're into so I go over it and I said what's going on here you know what kind of party you're looking for and they said oh we just want a party and it says we know Miguel really well and uh, he said we can hang out here and party and stuff. And I said, "Oh, that's cool. You know Miguel." <laughs> <laughs> and I just let it go, you know, and I just said, "Well, this place here, these climbers, you know, they're they're not much into partying right now. They they you know, they climb all day, they're tired, they're burnt out." Yeah. And they just go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so and they just moved on. It was really funny. That was uh interesting that's date.
0: hilarious well you know there are rumors that you don't actually exist oh really because, that's good because you're not around during the day that's I know, good well
3: let's let's do it keep it up i've that heard way. it
0: i've heard the rumors that miguel's isn't actually a real person
3: yeah, yeah. that's that's true yeah that's true i made that drawing <laughs> up with the, i don't have any hair any lo- anymore any blonde hair anymore <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome man well I, I i appreciate you sitting down with me a ton cool. and Congrats on another. Well, I've
3: I've always here. enjoyed you, Chris. Thank you for yeah. Well, I'll be honest I've always enjoyed hanging out with you, and uh, you've always been a motivation to me, especially with your artwork too. So, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks <laughs> for
0: sitting down with me. I'm gonna have a Miguel on my walls eventually. So we will. Get I'll those definitely.
3: I'm um, just, uh, yeah, I have plenty. I need to get those uh, plates out and print some, uh, you yeah. know, a small edition or something and uh, yeah, pass on it. some to you. I will. I'll definitely do that. Yeah, you. I would love it. I'd like to. Maybe drink. one of the,
0: once we get a house built in Wyoming, once we're officially moved, we'll, uh, maybe I'll see if I can get you to carve something for me. And
3: That'd be pretty, that would be reasonable. I can do that. Yeah. You just have to tell me what you want. Yeah. I would something. love to buy carving, so. Okay.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Miguel. I really appreciate it.
3: Okay.
1: <laughs> does your partner suffer from tried again syndrome or one hangitis or even worse, delusional performance disorder? Well, there really isn't a cure for DPD except for a good smackdown, but it does probably mean that you've been belaying them for hours and hours on end and are now suffering from BNP or belayer neck pain. A stiffness in the cervical spine just below the occipital region of your thick, thick skull. But now there's a cure for BMP resulting from DPD. Ask your doctor about Belay specs. And when he doesn't know what the hell you're talking about, just smile and tuck that prescription for opiates away for your next overseas plane flight. But then ask several strangers about Belay specs. Ask that cute barista at the coffee shop on the corner about Belay specs. In fact, ask everyone you know about Belay Specs. Keep talking about Belay Specs until nobody wants to climb with you anyway. Problem solved. But if that doesn't work, then go to BelaySpecs.com and get yourself a pair. And don't forget to enter cast at checkout for a discount and to help out the podcast. Side effects may include people thinking you're staring at them when you're not, old track corners rolling their eyes, people putting them on for the first time and saying, ooh, that's trippy, people insisting they don't like those weird glasses even though they've never even tried them, If you feel drowsy, nauseous, rumbling in your stomach, horny, confused, or have strange vivid dreams, this probably has nothing to do with Belay Specs, and it's more likely from that bug you picked up in that backpacker's hostel in Rio, after five too many caipariñas. com. Say adios to Blair Neck Pain.
0: Man, that sucks. Oh, I know. That's what you get for helping people. (laughs) Well, your dad, you don't have a choice about that. (laughs) Man, so... (laughs) So I just want to get your perspective, like as, you know, when I first started climbing here, what I was, that was 22 years ago. How old are you now? I'm about to be 33. So you were like an 11 year old at the time. I had a sick bowl cut. (laughs) You did have a sick bowl cut. That's awesome. What was this place like for you as an 11 year old or as a, you know, even younger because Porter and Snide and all those guys were around before, before I got
2: here. Uh, I guess it was like, I was also, I was homeschooled, so I was here a lot. And, uh, so I spent a lot of time just hanging around them on rest days for them. Uh, so I guess for me, it was just like having a playground of extremely old friends. (laughs) (laughs) Extremely old and nutty friends. Yeah. And crazy. Uh, which I think in turn made me feel pretty comfortable around most people because, they, they, you know, they're an odd crew, you know.
0: Yeah, I think you know if you're homeschooled and you know, especially in a community like this where it's backwoods Kentucky, basically, <laughs> that that could lead to not being very social, not understanding how to move through a community. Mm-hmm. But but those guys kind of took you under their wings, if I remember right. Oh like, yeah. When I first started coming down here, you were like the cool, popular kid. <laughs> Everybody. Was psyched when you were around. Yeah. So having all those friends from all these different places all the time, you know, I think you've. I just told your dad. I think you've become this really important part of the the worldwide climbing community. Really, everybody knows you, and everybody respects you. And I think that's you know, in
2: partially due to that that upbringing here. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I just. I feel very fortunate. Uh because like you said, like even when I went to regular school and like kind of got out of my climbing bubble. Yeah. Uh then I got to feel the side of like uh no one knows you. <laughs> How right. I was right. not the cool kid. <laughs> right. Uh yeah. but no, I feel fortunate because I think that uh I was very cultured for living in a very uncultured area. Yeah. Uh and that's I mean I guess that's contributed to, you know, what my dad started in this whole thing. But it's was lucky. Yeah. (laughs) Lucky is the best way to put it, I guess.
0: Yeah. And I've watched you gradually kind of start to take the reins of the business and, you know, continue this thing that your dad's been doing. and, And I admire that he's, and I have admired this for years, that he... And you and everybody here kind of grows it with the community. Like you guys seem like you're right on the front edge of knowing what the community needs, and and then providing that before we even know we need it. Right. And I think it's cool that you're taking that over, and you know, and continuing to grow it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think if you have one, if I think it's easier for us, maybe. And I don't know if we notice it on purpose because we're just so in in deep in like the climbing community and dealing with the people every day that like the needs are not necessarily like you know I always talk to people and they're like so how did you plan this out or how did you th- you know how did this come about and I don't think many of our plans come about that way it's more like it becomes a necessity and then we're like well this is what needs to be done next. Which is kind of like a never-ending spiral tunnel because there's always something next. Yeah, sure. But <clears throat> and this place just keeps exploding. Exploding, yeah. So, but I mean, now it's come to a point where it's like, uh, you know, now we're just kind of like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this place is crazy. But who knows? I mean, I think my dad's a, always is, assumes sometimes that that maybe it's. The need is not there, but we'll still provide it. But then every time we assume that, the need is filled. So it's kind of like, we're always kind of like surprised. And people are like, why are you surprised? (laughs) We're like, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we're too humble or I don't know what the deal is. I think you are. I think both (laughs) you and your dad
0: are like humble almost to a fault. Yeah, sometimes I think we should be You both want to give credit elsewhere and not take credit and... Man, I think what you guys do here is a super special, super important thing. I mean, Miguel's, and I know you've heard this term, that it's been called the Camp 4 of the East. Right. And I've spent a little bit of time in Camp 4. and Camp 4 sucks. At this point, I would argue that (laughs) Camp 4
2: isn't even quite the Miguel's of the West. (laughs) Yeah, Camp 4. This place is way cooler. I know. I grew up always hearing about Camp 4 from climbers and being like, yeah, this place is. And then when I finally went to Camp 4, and I was like, sneaking in Russ clune to sleep in a tent with me <laughs> so he wouldn't get kicked out i was like uh, this is not <laughs> miguel's uh, is not the camp for the South.
0: yeah it's just <laughs> you know the history is out there and yeah. those guys you know romanticized that history and wrote about it yeah. so it's become this larger than life thing but miguel's really is a a life-size large thing like it's it's real it's here it doesn't need the romanticizing because it's true yeah like
2: yeah I mean I think you know I just think maybe why it's come to that I I mean I know my dad doesn't like to take credit for but I think that they believed in I guess you could call it the outdoor industry maybe not just the outdoor industry in general way before it actually really existed yeah and by believing it like it just gives you a step up because you're like you're the person that's trying you know you're you just have a step up on everyone not because you planned it or did some diagram like most business people would do yeah you just like are there and you believe and you stick it out long enough that eventually it pays off yeah that's huge and i you know people come to us a lot and they're like so you know, what's the secret? And it's like, honestly, you just have to like lose money for like 20 years <laughs> and live really poor. And then eventually it'll, then you eventually it pays off. Yeah. Just keep believing in
0: yourself, even when it's tough. Yeah. You know, even when they're like 12 dirty climbers or your only customers.
2: Yeah, exactly. And the wait is like two hours for a pizza. And you're just like, but no one cared. You know, it's just, yeah, because, uh, yeah. I know people don't realize like when we were kids, how poor we really were yeah, you know yeah but, was there a point as like a
0: young adult
2: when you were like
0: there's no way i'm taking this business over uh,
2: yeah uh i mean when i went to when i left to go to college i had no desire to do yeah. it uh i want i wanted to go to school and actually i wanted to go into business but i wanted to like i don't know i i think at that time i didn't even think of miguel's as a business right you know because it it had not really blossomed into what it is now so and then i went to business school and then i started learning what they were teaching in business school and it was like this cutthroat like how to put your neighbor out of business attitude and i was like and i grew up in an area where we were literally the only business and that we never had to deal with that you know it was just Mm -hmm. just like everyone was just kind of easygoing and i was really turned off by it and then It almost drew me back to this business because I was like, that's the side of the business I like. Like this family kind of like oriented, like low cutthroat attitude, you know, it's just like, yeah, it turned me off.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you've now, you know, you've got Cedar, your daughter, you're married and Emily's amazing. And, you know, your family is here. Like you guys, you moved down here to the same area. Yeah and are continuing this business and you know so you must you must have turned that corner and
2: feel really good about this place now yeah i mean it's yeah it's definitely i wouldn't go anywhere else yeah and, <laughs> and yeah and it's awesome my my wife she loves climbing and and it just it's perfect for us and yeah there was a while there where i
0: wondered if you would continue climbing yeah okay. <laughs> i was curious about how How you saw it being pretty much the only true local down here. Yeah. You know, and no other locals here climb. Right. You know, I thought, I wonder if Dario will keep climbing. But it seems like it's just gotten stronger over the years. Like,
2: Yeah, I think I think that I've just I've uh, I think it when like any kid if you grow up in something with something and you know I grew up around everyone being like, Yeah, you need to be a rock climber, you need to like go crush like you kind of get overwhelmed by it. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, now that I've, I'm back here and I'm climbing a lot again. Now it's, it's, it really is like a enjoyment for me and a freedom that I look forward to every day. And, I mean, I don't know if I'd want to live in Slate, Kentucky if I wasn't a rock climber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I think, you know, I, I can see that at the crag. Like, yeah.
2: You're definitely enjoying
0: it. Yeah. Emily's enjoying it. And Cedar's just the coolest kid to have around she's at awesome. the crag. Yeah. You know, she comes up with the best names for people, which <laughs> I thought I was good at, but she's way better. So. But yeah. yeah, man, I'm I'm super stoked that you're taking this over and continuing this thing and that you're such an important part of this community because i've you know i've decided that my life is needs to be lived inside this community and yeah. you know i'm i'm stoked to
2: be able to be a part of it with you yeah me too man yeah it's uh hopefully it continues that's yeah. that's my hope i hope this place just stays good like it is right now for till i die at least <laughs> yeah, i don't i don't think it's gonna go any
0: other way man yeah so you guys have done something special here so Thanks for taking a few minutes. I know yep. Cedar's up with grandma and grandpa now. so yeah, I got some freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you have that. All right. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thanks, man. All
1: right, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks, to Chris Hampton, for doing that. You know, it was a nice angle because he knows those guys. I don't know if Miguel would have opened up to me like he did to Chris. So we get that, we get that going for us. And I want you all to give thanks by checking out powercompanyclimbing.com, dot com, Chris's website, training website, as well as a blog and the podcast. Please go have a look at that, and also click over to the dot com. Check that out. Click on the Help Out tab, of course. To help out the podcast, look at what you can do there, including giving us a rating on iTunes. That helps somehow, I've been told. And I believe everything I'm told, especially on the internet. Okay, we are going into the light, ladies and gentlemen, at least here in the northern hemisphere. The light is coming upon us, not away from us. That is a beautiful thing. So keep climbing, keep hanging on out there, and keep checking your knots. Too. Give
2: me, give me that, too. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me that, too.
1: Why are you putting beans on my pizza? Why are you putting beans on my pizza? yeah? Why are you going to kill the mosquito? Oh, why are you going to kill the mosquito?